welcome to Higher Love, the podcast, where we share an intimate, honest, and entertaining look at 30 plus years of love, life, and marriage. How have we managed to keep our relationship smoking hot without burning it down over the past three decades? We're your hosts, Reggie and Jody Howard. There's no topic we shy away from. Join us, because it's about to get real. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Jody. I'm Reggie. And uh, I feel like we've got a live one on our hands today. Like usually we sit down and Reggie's just like, okay, whatever. And today he's a little froggy. It's been a couple weeks since we did our last one and we did like, you know, the intro stuff and the exit stuff and I got all this stuff to share and it's just been... Bottled up inside of you? Mm-hmm. hmm Yes, we are. We are at the point where we're actually, um, we've been recording for a while now and finally are getting it, bringing it to life outside of our home. So there's some little like housekeeping things that need to happen when you do a podcast, apparently, and we've been working on that. Who knew? Who knew? But luckily, I don't have to worry about that stuff because <laughs> I'm just here for content. <laughs> I will say, I just noticed as you sat down in this beautiful, sunshiny room of ours that um, you've started back again. I have. Can you share with our listeners what you've started back with? So for all of you out there in relationships, you know, there's things you do, uh, the pure love you have for your partner. <laughs> and one of those things that I do because I love my wife so much is I grow a winter, late, late fall. It's early winter. fall. It's early fall. Is it early fall? <laughs> yes, it's. I thought it was late fall. It's I don't keep early. Up with this. I just know it's cold. <laughs> so that means it ain't summer anymore. So once it gets into the early, late fall time frame, prior to her, prior to Christmas and everything, I start an early Christmas present by growing a nice full facial beard. For my wife, because she loves, loves, loves it. Complains all year long when it's gone. Asks, when am I going to start growing it back? I do not complain oh, when it's gone. Yes, you do. You just <laughs> miss your beard. <laughs> I do not. You do. I, I know. Okay. You, now, now, this brings up the what people think and the truth. Now, Jody doesn't think she says anything, but I wouldn't be saying it if I didn't, didn't believe feel it. you are. You've... So thus, I feel it. So thus, it is true. Well, I'm sorry. Whether you're doing it or not, I feel that it's true. So thus, it's true. So anyway, I've started the growth. The growth will be with us from mid-October-ish now until after Jody's birthday in February. Mm-hmm. And come March in the spring break, as we go to the beach... It will depart the pattern. So why don't you like the beard? I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. But it doesn't have to do it for me. As but long it, as does. it does. It's... it for you. Well, I want to say, for the record, that at no point... It does it for you? <laughs> that's, all, well... that's the only thing you need to put on the record. <laughs> yes, to what I just said. Yes. It does it for me. Yes. It does it for me. And when you don't have a beard, it does it for me. You have been... Without a beard for the when I vast have the beard, I don't ever hear you going. When are you shaving that off? <laughs> when you have not had the beard for the vast majority of our lives together, true. It is a very distinguished look that you bring, and I, I believe that it's like a, a outer reflection of a lot of the inner stuff that you have been doing, and it's really that's, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> 
and for all of you trying to visualize, just think of Papa Smurf and making black. <laughs> it does come in super, super white. It's it's not even salt and pepper. It's just all salt these days. Well, I guess we'll see. No, there's pepper in my oh, in your in mustache. My mustache area. That's true. Yeah. So that that it has its own unique tinge and tint all around. Good. But, I, didn't, I didn't know we were going to do a whole episode on my on your beard. Well, well, I'm thinking it'll it will continue to have the conversation as we watch it grow in each week. <laughs> as at least I watch it grow in each week. <laughs> it won't be long. Doesn't take long. So, all right. So today, the thought that has been on my mind, it has been a few weeks since we've sat down together and something we haven't actually talked about head on. Um, oh, that was a bad pun. Um, uh, unintendedly. Uh, um, is let's talk about sex, baby. We're going to talk about that. Let's <laughs> talk about that. Well, I was thinking recently when there was, here's the thing, Reggie, in every situation. Yes, we have it and I enjoy it. <laughs> How, how, what was coming to mind for me is how you really, in relationships, you are very concerned in a very heart deep way of whether or not other couples are actually enjoying themselves and each other intimately. Like it really disturbs you to think that there are people out there, like it hurts you to your heart. I just don't understand. (laughs) I just don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. I, I just don't understand. You, you don't un- you don't understand what that not every relationship might have a very active sexual aspect to it. Yes, that, that, that it doesn't it compute. Doesn't, it doesn't compute. <laughs> but people get married and are together for reasons other than just the physical I, intimacy. I, I got it. I, I hear you. Do you? I hear you. Don't make no sense to me. <laughs> I appreciate that perspective. I understand having partners and soulmates who are there but i guess for me part of a soulmate means you know when you go walking by i'm thinking yeah i need to i need to tap that at some point in time so it's foreign to me that you could be with someone that you don't look at and think god i just i want them naked in my bed right now (laughs) or the floor or wherever it may strike you but Okay. In the museum. <laughs> okay. And. Of natural history. <laughs> I don't even know where to go next. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, for me, I, 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 I believe, I guess one of the things that I believe is I think in life people settle. And I don't think settling leads to overall long-term happiness. Okay. Okay. I just don't think that people consciously go, I am going to marry this person. That they do go, I'm going to marry this person, even though they don't fulfill me in all of these ways. But that's okay. Because it's too much to ask to be fulfilled in all these ways. That's too much. Or I don't deserve that. Or that's just not going to happen for me. So if that's not going to happen for me, then I'd rather just be here and have this person and have this friend or have this great partner and so many other things that fulfill me. And this other piece, I can do without that. I I just don't see that as the long-term recipe for happiness. Do you think that that's one of the things people settle on the most then is that they're like willing to release or let go of, 
yes, we can be good partners. Maybe we can be good parents. Maybe this person, it makes a lot of sense to, you know, connect with them and have a marriage with them. And they're very ready to just be like, "Ah," and if that is there, it's good. If not, if we have sex, that's great. If not, what? I find it elsewhere. I don't care. Like what happens? Like, like, (laughs) Like, Like, you know, I've had people talk to me and tell me who are married that they have, they, they're very, you know, open for lack of a better term in their marriage that they do invite partners in or they do whatever. Who tells you that? Oh, I got people. <laughs> what conversations got, are I got, you? I got people. What conversations are you and having? Me, I don't, Just to be I, clear, none of my friends <laughs> are doing that, that they share I, that with me. So I, anyways. I, I, I'm just saying, but I don't have an issue with that if that's what it takes for them to well, stay that's into their relationship. That's their relationship and that's how they... I got it. But again, it goes into the everybody needs what they need. And well, if you can if be clear with each other with your partner. Right. Then right. Then what are we doing here? Right. If you can be clear with each other from the onset that that's okay, that that's not the conversation either. As consenting adults, you do what what works for both of you, right? And that's right. that that point though, being in communication and conversation and making sure that you're staying open to right. that together. Agreed. I think though sometimes I just find it interesting that it really does like affect you and concern you when you see couples or when you hear of friends who um, just aren't in a relationship that they're is, not into each other, that they aren't, they aren't into each other. And I guess for me, that's what it They're not into each other. And I don't know, to me, it's hard to fathom how you could be in a relationship that's long lasting forever and not be into the person that you're with. Now, maybe it's it goes in cycles, maybe it goes in you know various periods of your your relationship together, but to me, I just don't see how your long term fifty year marriage sixty year happily married but do you think people go someone. in that planning that and thinking, oh, I, I'm gonna I think be some people do I think some people and that's what I mean I mean and don't get me wrong, I'm saying. I guess I look more at people who I go and I hear their story and I go, well, you were never really into her. You were never into her. You married her because you thought she'd be a great mother. She had a great job. She was bringing in money. So now I got this woman who she loves me. She lets me do everything I want to do, but you're just not that into her. And, and, and I can tell how they tell their stories. Like, but you weren't into her. You know, you were, you were already going behind her back within the first year or two of being together. You weren't into her to that extent that you thought this was, but she had all those other things checked. You know, she lets you do what you want to do. She, that she, seems to be a big go, one. Oh yeah, that's a big one with you. <laughs> you let me do what I want to do. I want to go hang out with the boys. I want to go on this trip with the boys and do whatever. It's like, oh, go ahead. And I don't catch any grief. I'm going to spend this money on this thing. I ain't catching any grief. That's big sell. And then... You know, maybe she's got money. She's got a great job. Oh, she's got a great job. She's bringing all this money. And she's letting me spend her money and my money. We're doing it. Yeah. And she's not bad looking. You know, she's okay. <laughs> but I, I hear you. But I do also think there are couples who don't necessarily start in that demeanor or in that way. And then life starts happening, right? And the challenges start coming in. And, I mean, we can... What did I always used to tell you? Uh, I don't know. When we started having kids. Because that's always one of the ones that I saw that when the relationship shifts, when children show up, because then your priorities and then, you know, you got to make room for those little toe heads and you got to, 
you know, now your wife is staring at some other man that ain't you, her little boy who she loves more oh than my gosh. the dad staring at the dad, <laughs> da, da, da. Now you start prioritizing the kids over your partner. And once you start doing that, it's like, oh, hold on a second. That's when people start feeling less than valued and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Maybe you don't dig me as much as you said you did. And da, 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 da. So are you saying the children are the, the problem? Children could be an issue. <laughs> what was Except, it? What, but what? I used to always tell you, just remember, these little toe heads are going to leave you one day. They're going to walk out of that door. They're going to bring somebody else and go, Mom, I love her. And all these things that you were the number one, you ain't the number one anymore. And then you're going to come turning back to me. And I go, oh, wait a minute. I've been uh, like number five on your priority scheme for the last 10, 15 years. And now you want to be, there's residual, there's discontent, there's angst there. So for me, you just always place your partner first and foremost. After yourself. Uh, well, you got to take care of you. No, I agree. But no, I'm saying it very seriously. We just, you need to, we just yes. Go, we go with yes. the airline. Yes. Put your mask on first. No, I agree with you. No, that I wasn't trying to say. I was just be... talking to somebody yesterday at lunch about that very same thing about self-care and taking. And, Look at you. And she actually said, the, yeah, you know, I realized I just needed to take care of myself and then let everything go from now. It's like, yes, you do. You got to take care of you. And then once you take care of you, you're in a better position to help. Well, you and have take care capacity of to take care of others. You have capacity. That's to... why you work out. Stay in shape. That's one of the one of the primary ways of self care. Absolutely, staying in shape, staying staying active, and allowing yourself to yes, no, no. So when your woman but that wants is... you to carry her up the stairs naked as the wind blows at the beach, <laughs> oh your back doesn't give out on you. Are you? Can do that? <laughs> That's why you work out. Right there. Oh, I knew it was going to be a froggy, froggy <laughs> episode. Um, I'm just saying. So. Remember nothing else from this episode. Naked, beach, carrying, <laughs> walking. Go to gym. I don't even know where my train of thought has gone now. <laughs> but I, I, I absolutely hear your point. And it was always a very good reminder as we were young parents Parents of teenagers, parents of all the parenting that we've continued to be. Trying to figure it out, trying to make sure we're doing the right thing for them to set them up Right, And then to always be like, wait a minute, we come first. You and I need to prioritize us in this equation always. We prioritize ourselves, we prioritize our relationship, and by doing so, that then nurtures the entire family, and it nurtures the children and the extended, and and it goes on from there. And I always thought it was important that we at least had the conversation. You know, I feel like so many times in relationships, things just go unsaid, or people don't bring things up that are uncomfortable or they don't talk well, about it's not the very issues. easy. And, and it doesn't mean that you resolve them, but if you're talking about them, they're at least on your brain. So you don't you don't make decisions by omission. You know, you you, you made a decision that your relationship is going down this road because you didn't have conversations to help steer it or keep it on a on on the road you wanted it on, or at least close to the road you wanted on. So it's always a topic. So it's always and just by the fact that I always felt like just the fact that it was a topic no matter how I was feeling about our relationship and my value in that relationship and how you thought about me, I at least felt like it was enough that it was on your mind, that it was in there, that it was something of importance to you. Yes. Whether it was getting resolved or not, just the fact that the conversation was happening and that it was enough to have 
those conversations that were uncomfortable or whatever the case may be. Right. Or just saying something. I, I hear what you're saying. And, and sometimes, you know, we feel like we need to say it in this really right or perfect way, but really allowing ourselves to say it. And it can be like super messy and be like, I, I know I'm not saying this right. It doesn't matter. There's not a right or wrong way that this needs to come out right now, but it just needs to come out in some capacity because if not, it does come out in other ways. Right. And so having the conversation, being able to say, I feel like you, I'm not feeling very appreciated right now, or I'm not feeling very seen by you right now. And those are obviously neat ways of saying it, but it'll show, it'll show up in other ways. For me, it's it's usually more that I get really frustrated at you or I like, I, I don't always have the best verbalization of it. I've gotten better with that, but I would just give you yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I would just, I would internalize it up for a long time. And then I didn't always hate that internalization. <laughs> well, it would help me kind of shift and calm things down internally. And so now I, I have a better, I can see it and feel it coming on. So I can actually use the words. I use my words in our vocabulary and I can say to you, Hey, something here needs to happen. Like we need to sit down. We need to have a conversation. Something needs to shift right. here. Um, and I just remember, for me, it was always acknowledging to myself my own insecurities and how they were playing in my interpretation of what you did or didn't do or what was going on. And instead of me blaming you, it was really understanding, no, this is you. Meaning and you're, me, Reggie. Reggie. And you're, how you're dealing with your own insecurities and that's just messed up or jacked up or you're doing stupid stuff that you shouldn't be doing because you're mad at her because she's not treating you the way you think you do. And like, no, dude, she's doing, you're just insecure about yourself. And that's where that stuff comes from. Those feelings. It's not so much what you're doing. And what do you, okay. I hear that. And what do you think though about this belief that I feel like, you know, we've been married now 30 plus years. And so why do I always feel like there was this belief that, or that's out there that the longer people are married, the less sex they're going to have. I don't know, but I know that was a mantra of mine to the opposite. <laughs> oh, is that been the mantra that's that you, been my mantra that goes through my head. And that's why you work out when you're on that thing and they go, what are you doing this for? And I'm doing so I can still perform every chance I get. So that's kind of the driving force when that Peloton instructor is going, this is the time in the workout where you got to get in your mind. What are you doing? Are you doing this for your kids? Are you doing this for your parent? You know, are you doing it? It's like, no, I'm doing this for sex. I'm doing this for constant, complete sex with my woman every time she asks for it. And a couple times when she doesn't <laughs> convince her to do it. Again, I don't know where... <laughs> I don't know where to go with any of this that you're, so, yeah, uh, that but, you're giving but, me but here. I think, but I think part of, at least for me, the, the sexual appetite, if you will, it, I, it, when you don't like the person you're with, what, when you don't it's like harder yourself. to find them attractive. When you don't like yourself with that person, yes. it makes it. So when you're partnering up, you're looking for that person who challenges you, who are, who's going to make you feel good about yourself, but, you know, challenge you and call you out when you're not being the person you need to be. And people think that being with someone that they kind of run over and dominate, if you will, is, is what they want. I want someone who's just going to do what I ask them to do and do it and let me get away with murder and let me do all the stuff I, I want to do. And that's not what they really want. 
That's not what's going to. Well, really it's not going to create any growth, anyway. right? It's not going to create any within, within themselves within the relationship, and so. Well, I, I don't think something that does happen, right, is if you've been with a partner for as many years as we've been together and you're on your own growth journey or you move into, you know, your 40s and, and now, you know, 50s, that is that sort of, quote unquote, middle age space that you do start to contemplate and think to yourself, okay, wow, how much I'm about halfway here. How much longer am I going to be, you know, is this what I want to be doing? Is this the person I want to be doing it with? I was going to say, is this person I want to be doing and is this the person I want to be doing? There it is. <laughs> because how many relationships do we know that their kids go off to college and suddenly they're like, sayonara, we're, we're complete here. And like, it was just the children that were somehow being that connection. And, and maybe that's fine for, and again, we're not saying every relationship needs to stay together forever. There's plenty of relationships that have a season and that it's time for them to They've learned whatever they've learned, hopefully from each other, and are able to then move on. So by no means are we saying that you need to just be staying together. Please, please, please. Like, no, 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 no. But I just think it's a really interesting thought that... Let's just put the, the, whatchamacallit, disclaimer. Anything that don't make no damn sense, that's not what we mean. (laughs) That's not what we're saying. That's not what we're saying. (laughs) So let's just put that disclaimer. I should have done that in episode one. We should do it every time. You can start it. That don't make no damn sense. You can just say, that's not what they meant. Let me listen to that again. If that's not the person you're meant to be with at this point in your life, please, please, please (laughs) do not pursue it in the way that you feel like you should. MTFO. Move the fuck on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I do. I, again, I don't know where I was going with that line of statement either. So all I'm here to say is, um, hmm, what am I here to say now? Well, you start the whole thing with sex. And to me, it's just a part of your relationship. And the more, the more blocks you check on your partner that it's, the person you truly want to be with in all aspects sex, of your the life, the sex will be there. I mean, I think it's just a natural evolution piece of it that it'll be there and it'll stay there as long as you guys are doing the work to keep it there. And that means liking, it's not work, liking the person you're with. I think that comes out. I, I talk to people, I listen to them talk about their partners. They don't like them. <laughs> now you can love people and not like them. But they don't like them. So, no, it's going to be pretty hard for me to believe they're actually going at it like rabbits. When they don't like, they don't even want to be in the same room with them. They want to have people over all the time so they don't have to spend as much time. It's crazy, but it's, but people get into those kind of, and you don't know how to get out or you get comfortable or you don't want to be alone and it causes you to go to settle for things that you shouldn't settle for. Because, well, if I get rid of them, am I going to be, is anybody going to want me? I'm 60 something years old. Is anybody going to want to, look at this, nothing's where it was. Da, 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 da. Who's going to want to be moving all this stuff around to get to the good stuff? And I don't know. Moving I, all this stuff around to, to get, get to, to the, the good, good stuff. stuff. <laughs> That's not the visual. <laughs> it ain't the visual they want either. They're like, who else wants this? But, but yeah. But there are. But, okay, I think I remember where my train of thought was kind of going at one point. What I do think it always comes back to in relationships, if you're interested in, or in a relationship that, you know, 
if someone would look at us and say, how is it 30 something years later? Yes, we still like each other. Yes, we, we, at no point were we settling when we, you know, from any point during our relationship, do we feel like we were settling? But I really think it comes back to that space of our own internal growth and expansion, that we continue liking ourselves more and more, that we do feed and pour into ourselves more and more. And then we are in a space where we can not only just love the person we're with, but we can take active interest in them. We can look at their flaws and be like, yeah, okay. Or look at the things that drive us crazy. And we're like, yeah, I got plenty of those too. And so when you're in a space of self-forgiveness, self-awareness, self, and if this is a person truly that you are here to be with and want to continue this journey with, then I think the rest of it unfolds from and through there. But if you find that you're in a space where, or you've grown in a space where you yourself are feeling so stagnant, it's really challenging to be in a relationship that is also not reflecting that. Because if you're stagnant and you aren't happy with where you are and you haven't been able to take the time for yourself or life has thrown you so many things that you're just not able to see through them at this point and this partner is a, a a reminder of that maybe, or a reflection of that, that can be super, super challenging. And so I think it always comes back to what we have, because we have, we have dealt with a lot of quote unquote hard things, you know? Mm -hmm. And so despite the hard things or in spite of the hard things, it has always come back to, we find our way to ourselves and we find our way then to each other. And that's where we continue to move through from the outside looking in, oh, we're dealing with this, this, or this, that it seems right. really challenging. And I thought this morning, so we listen to Marianne every morning, and this morning Marianne talked about... Marianne Williamson, A Course in Miracles, to give a I little more. I didn't know more. we could do that without copyright infringement. <laughs> You're just going to call her Marianne. You know, play my Prince songs without <laughs> people. Um, but no, she was talking about, you know, basically the theme was kind of forgetting the past, you know, and not letting that get in the way of the I see future. the person for who they are today or I something see, yeah, of that. I see right? them for the, who they are today. Yeah, right and, now. Right now, and it's not going again back and, again and, and, again. and rehashing those things from the past. It, it is. You give those things their, their, their whatever, but at some point in time, for me, it's always remembering, you know, good people sometimes do not so good things. Right. And we all do things that we regret and we wish we hadn't done. And, you know, I wish I hadn't monkey flipped that girl back when I was seven years old in the front yard. Just you still she, talk about that. I know that bothers me that at some point, whatever was going on in my brain thought that was a good idea. Just she thought I was coming quick. She thought I was going to give her a hug because she really, really liked me. Instead, I grabbed her arms, put my feet in her belly and flipped her over on her back. Now, today, I'd probably go in jail. As a seven-year-old? As a seven-year-old. To another seven-year-old? Yeah, somebody would probably be trying to put lock me up. But it was it was mean. It was cruel. It was not very nice. And it still bothers me to this day <laughs> in some deep part of my brain. But it does. It goes into trying to constantly understand, why would you do that? What was going on in your life? What was going on in your world? Now, does that make me a horrible person? No. It makes you were me a, seven. It makes me a not-so-nice person at the time. Oh, it's just not very nice. But it... <laughs> But it's all, you know, developing into the person you are going to be, want to be, learning from those things. And, you know, the big thing I'm trying to teach you kids today is live, learn, move on. Live your life, 
You're going to make some mistakes or some things you wish you did differently. Learn from those, but move on. Don't beat yourself up. Don't say I'm the worst thing that ever lived and move on. And hopefully the people you affect forgive you and can move on with you. Because uh, in the end, holding on to that stuff doesn't, doesn't help either of you. Yeah, well, that's that ultimate goal, right? Is to start each day or each moment throughout the day like this is the fresh moment. This is the new start. And it comes first and foremost to being able to do that for yourself, within yourself, like you're saying. And when you're able to do that, which is you know, a, a, a goal to, to, to move towards. But even if there's glimpses within your day, when you're able to acknowledge that, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm just being present right here, right now, then you're able to move that into relationship or anything else beyond that. It's it, but that's where it all starts. Like you're saying these lessons that, you know, we share with the kids of learn it, look at it, you know, see what happened there, assess it. If you need to, if you feel like there's something so you can, you know, bring that forward with you. And then release it. Yep. And I try to do that every morning. I wake up and I'm like, I am a virgin again. <laughs> and the woman next to me is the one who I want to give myself to. So every day I am newly deflowered. Every day, huh? At some point in time during the day, hopefully. <laughs> every day, huh? No more than a couple of days. <laughs> I about to say. I got a clock. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I used to, yeah, and I used to always think it was just your clock. I will say that. I gave you a hard time about that for a really long time. I wouldn't me. Don't you worry. (laughs) I used to always blame it on you. All right. Well, with that, I think we are complete for this froggy episode that that we started. (laughs) And um, signing off now, once again, um, I hope you guys will... Join us for the next time. Hope you time. found this entertaining and informative <laughs> all at the same time. And thanks again for listening to Higher Love, the podcast with Jody and Reggie. All right. Peace out. Thanks again for joining us on this episode of Higher Love. We look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, be sure and follow me on Instagram at Essential Jody and friend me on Facebook. I'm not on social, but follow Jody. She'll keep you up to date on both of us. Have a great day. Have a great life. Peace out.